Hi everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Super Bro Movie Show. We got a really good show for y'all today. Uh, Comic Con was this weekend. So first off, we're going to introduce who's hosting the show. Of course, it's hosted by me, Parker. Uh, my Twitter's at Parker from SBM. I'm the editor-in-chief of the site and the creator. And I'm joined with uh, Jackson. Uh, hey everybody, it's Jackson Hayes. I'm editor of the site. You can find me on Twitter at JacksonHayes67. Hey everybody, it's Caleb Saad. I'm a head writer. You can find me on Twitter at CalebSaad20. Hey everybody, this is Jacob. Uh, I'm the head writer for the site, and you can find me at JacobCamp13 on Twitter. And we're going to jump right into the news this week because we got a lot to talk about. First off, we're going to talk about the Joker origin film. There's been some casting news and some theories about who, who's going to be in the film. So let's just jump right into that. Uh, Parker, do you want to lead it off? Yeah, it, we got a lot of news for this movie this week. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is confirmed. Zazie Beetz is supposedly, I don't know if she's confirmed yet, but she's going to be playing, uh, was it like a single mother? Is that what it was? Yeah, said? the love interest. Yeah. And then Robert De Niro, uh, we've heard he's going to play Falcone. We've also heard he's going to be playing a game show host or a night show host. So uh, yeah. he's confirmed for the movie, but I don't think his role has been necessarily confirmed yet. I think uh, the, right now that Falcone has been cut out, that's not going to be it. I'm pretty sure he's the game show host right now. That's yeah. like sort of uh, the, ad, the antagonist for Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Really? I wonder if they're going to make it so he's like a mob boss and like a Jimmy Fallon type at the same time. That could be a good That could be a good antagonist for a Joker movie. Yeah, the, the description yeah. has been like he's uh, instrumental in the creation of the Joker. So it's obviously maybe, mm. you know, if the Joker's a comedian, I don't know if he maybe screws him over on you know, a oh. late night show or something like that. And, you know, he seeks revenge after that because it could be something like yeah. that. And uh, Zazie Beetz is going to be in it, and we all love her. I'm pretty sure she killed in Deadpool too, and I'm really excited what she can bring to the role for this one. She kind of came out of left field, a little younger than the rest of the cast, but I think she'll be able to hold her own up against Joaquin. Yeah, I mean, all of this news sounds great. It feels like every time more news comes out about this movie, I just get more excited. I wasn't on board at all at first, but just more casting announcements and uh, release dates. Like right now, they're saying it's expected for a october of 2019 release date and that's you know that's coming up next year so i'm really excited for it yeah they're definitely fast tracking this thing i mean we we had no news about it a few months ago and now you know it's in production with all the cast ready to go so should be something to see i'm still a little iffy on it i don't know i like the casting the rubber de niro that has me excited for it but like what like i heard thomas wayne might somehow be in it in a way i'm not sure how that's gonna go into the joker's origin story so i'm, I'm curious how they're gonna make it all work but uh, I want to I want to see a little bit more before I get like super excited for it. Honestly, I was thinking the other day. I don't think they should title it the Joker. I thought of a really good title. They should title it the Man Who Laughs. Hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Mm. That, mm. That, that, that's like an Oscar baity title, yeah. I think. I think they're trying. I from what everybody keeps saying, they're trying to get award noms at this movie, and that's what they're kind of pushing for. That's that's interesting. It's really interesting because Joker's one of those characters that everybody in Hollywood seems to want to play. So they're kind of. They're going to hit for the fences on this one. Yeah, I mean, when you have Joaquin Phoenix attached to it and Scorsese is attached to it still, right? Yeah, as a producer. As yeah. a producer. Yeah, like when you have that high caliber of talent working on this film, you, they're not gonna, just going to sign up for an average comic book movie. I mean, they know what they're getting into. So that has me really excited for this. I always think, I always think it's interesting because whenever we have a Batman movie and he's up against the Joker, the joke, the Joker is always like the most beloved part of the movie like everyone loves jack nicholson's joker everyone loves heath ledger and um in the dark knight jared leto yeah, is just jared leto's so there good. you know um but it's like everyone always talks about the portrayal of the joker in any of the movie 
It's like you, you you have to put your own spin on it. So to have an entire movie dedicated to that, uh, it's gonna be it'll be interesting. Oh, for sure. What route do you guys think they're gonna take with this? I'm getting kind of a, a killing joke vibe. I think we're gonna see a lot of his origin. So what, what do you guys think is gonna come out of this? I think it's gonna be a pretty good ad- adaptation of a killing joke, and with uh, Robert De Niro playing the the night show host, maybe. The Joker will be like a stand-up comedian or something for him. Like that's a really cool take on it. And and they also cast his mom too. And they were going yeah. for like a, a mean actress to play his mom. So I guess they're gonna show maybe a little bit of abusive relationship with that. And the actress they got, uh, her I'm blanking on her name right uh, now, Frances Conroy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the thing I've seen her in the most is How I Met Your Mother, and she was gonna. Be, I think she's a good mom for the Joker. Yeah, I thought the same thing when I saw the casting because that's what I know her best from, and you know she, she she's great in that. So yeah, that's um, we're all really excited about that Joker movie, and I'm really excited to see more from it. Uh, unfortunately, that's the only news to come out that wasn't San Diego Comic Con related this week. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't show like a teaser post or something, but maybe they're holding off till shooting starts, which I could imagine to be really soon. Uh, we really didn't get a lot of news from San Diego Comic Con this year. I, I feel at least it was mostly trailers, and they were all really really good trailers. Um, and then. The first topic we got is the surprise announcement that the Clone Wars is coming back. Yeah, so it's uh, 12 episodes. It's going to finish out the series on the Disney streaming service. Uh, it was unfortunately canceled following the, the Disney-Lucasfilm merger a few, a few years back. So so it'll finally get to conclude the story and really pivot right into Revenge of the Sith, which is something that didn't occur originally. Well, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, one... This is awesome because everyone loves the Clone Wars TV show, and I love Rebels and the Clone Wars. And been watching those since forever. And but another thing it tells me is that Disney is listening to their fans. I mean, the number one thing fans have been asking for is a Clone Wars revival, and I think this, along with the Obi Wan Kenobi spinoff, like you can tell that Disney is listening to the fans finally. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm really excited for it to come back, and I think that's a great idea they're bringing it out on the streaming service because everyone wants to see how the Clone Wars ends, so they're, people are going to buy the streaming service. Kind of like DC did, they said we're going to have Young Justice on there, so everyone's going to buy their streaming service. So it's a good first addition to that lineup. And also it looks like they announced kind of the name of the streaming service being Disney Direct. How do you all feel about that? I think it's a good name. It, it, it seems marketable to everyone. It's, yeah. it's not something too specific or niche. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they put Disney in the title just because I was assuming with this Fox merger happening, they're going to want to throw like the Simpsons and Family Guy on there. But, or I don't know about the Simpsons, but definitely Family Guy because like now they're, they'll own it. Disney will own Family Guy at this point. So I was surprised they put something like with the name Disney on just because I thought they were going to steer away from that. Maybe have something hinting at Disney, but Disney Direct, that's a pretty direct title. Yeah, well, I mean, you're just, they just want people to know right up front what they're getting into and you know that they accomplished that. Uh, moving on, moving on from Clone Wars, another uh, something we knew was coming, but was was good nonetheless. Was a trailer for M Night Shyamalan's Glass, starring you know bringing James McAvoy, Samuel Jackson, and Bruce Willis all together from Unbreakable and Split. What do you guys think about the trailer? I think it looks amazing. I I feel bad I haven't seen Unbreakable or Split, but I really want to see Glass after that trailer, so I kind of have to watch those two now. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I've seen Split, and I haven't seen Unbreakable, but I really want to watch that, and especially after watching this trailer. like, There's no way I'm missing out on the story leading up to this, and it looks super intriguing and original, which is something I'm really looking forward to. 
that trailer was awesome. I thought it was it was a really pretty trailer too. Like I'm really excited. M Night Shyamalan, he's on a roll now. Um, after Split, and that was such a cool way to set up another movie, and everything just looks really good about it. It looks so different compared to what everything else we've been seeing in Hollywood. It just looks like a very different movie. Um, I mean, uh, everyone equates it. It's a it's a deconstruction of the superhero genre. It's going into the psyche. You know, uh, Sarah Paulson's playing a psychiatrist. You know, going into the minds of superheroes, which is something we don't get to see ever in these big blockbuster movies. So it's going to be really interesting to see. You know, how the world looks at people who believe they're superhuman without maybe the knowledge that there are actually superhumans. You know, on the planet. So, and, and I mean, the acting is going to be incredible. We we you know, James McAvoy killed it in Split. And Samuel Jackson, Bruce Willis speak for themselves. You know they're veteran actors. It it's it's shaping up to be something really good. The only thing I'm kind of worried about is I'm hoping that James McAvoy, for example, doesn't get the back burner with having to share the screen with Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis. Where in Split, it was almost all about him. He was the main character. So I'm really hoping he doesn't get the back burner because his his character in Split is just incredible. Like he's such a cool acted character. And I thought the year it came out, it was one of the best acted performances I thought of the year. Compared to even the best actor nominees, I thought he deserved it because like that was such a well acted character, and it was so cool to see. So I'm I'm excited to see more of it. It looks like we're gonna get more of his personalities too, which just gets me excited. Yeah, I heard there's like something like what 20, 21 different personalities in this movie, so it's gonna be exciting to see how they all how the horde and everything comes together when they take on Bruce Willis's um, character. And I, I don't. I like you were saying. He might be on the back burner for the movie. I don't think we have to worry about that because it looks like uh, Samuel L. Jackson's Mister Glass is going to be using him as like his tool to defeat Bruce Willis' character. So I feel like he'll definitely be in the spotlight for this movie. Yeah, and they're also bringing in the uh, the girl from the first movie, uh, Anna Taylor Joy or Anya Taylor Joy. So she'll probably come in trying to. I don't know what she's going to do, but I, th- I think that shows that he'll definitely play a more significant part in the movie, and he won't just be a, uh, a background set piece. All right, uh, moving on to some other trailers we got this weekend. Uh, honestly, my favorite trailer that we got was Godzilla, the trailer for Godzilla 2. And, I mean, I'm not a huge monster movie fan. I, I wasn't in love with the first Godzilla, but even more than Shazam and Aquaman, I think Godzilla was my favorite trailer. What do you guys think? I, I loved the trailer. Like I, I never saw the first one. I, I probably should have. But I, I think maybe like just the colors and everything and like the destruction of the different monsters, it looks like it's gonna be really good. That's gonna be exciting. It was a that trailer was art. I like the all the creatures just look like art, dude. Like it's so crazy. Like the big scale and everything like that. Like that's what y'all haven't seen the first Godzilla, I guess. Or don't like it. I loved the first Godzilla, the I've only seen complaint it. I, Oh, the only complaint I really had with that one was, like, not enough time with the monsters. But I feel like this movie, it's going to be the exact opposite. Like, I, I, it looks like most of the movie is going to revolve around the monsters. And the world's just going to shit in this movie. I don't know how they're going to come back from this. Like, I don't even know what the plot's going on. Like, it's all just destruction. And it's going to be a really cool experience, I think, in the theaters. I'm pretty sold on it just from that one trailer. All right, moving on to some other trailers we got from San Diego Comic-Con was everybody's favorite, Fantastic Beast, which includes the best actor ever, Johnny Depp. What do you guys think about that? That was a yikers of a comment. Oof. God, <laughs> oof. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I like. I really like the first Fantastic Beast. Like I, I was never a huge Harry Potter guy, 
but like I really liked the the movies. I was like I really liked the Fantastic Beast movie. I, I'm excited for it. Like my my family really liked going to see that movie. Johnny Depp's whatever. I really don't care about them much. What I thought was the funniest part of that panel was when Johnny Depp walked out and they tried to have like a Loki at San Diego Comic Con moment and no one cared at all. Like people were booing. I was like, that's hilarious. They tried. That was such a, that, that was such a bad PR move. It was having so him bad. It was so yeah, bad. Warner, oh my God. Warner Brothers is completely tone deaf to this entire situation. Mm -hmm. the, the first one, they had a, a, an amazing opportunity to just let it go. Just not put him in the second movie. Mm -hmm. It would have been that easy. Everyone wanted Colin Farrell back. It, oh, yeah. he, he blew him out of the water with his performance. It wasn't a question. They should have done it. I mean, and the fact that J.K. Rowling came out and supported him, it's a whole thing. Yeah. And then bringing him out is, I don't i don't know what they're thinking in this movie. Because yeah. we've heard that they've tried to, like, keep him secret or cut him out slightly in the movie. And that him and Dumbledore aren't going to share scenes. I don't know what the situation is, but they need to handle it more professionally because it, it's not a good look. What I thought was funny is that no one likes Johnny Depp's character. And then they title the movie after his character. That really, I, the only way they could have made that better is if they like CGI'd a mustache off onto him, like that. The, yeah, I think they I, I think they could pull it off. Bold prediction: I think this Fantastic Beast movie is going to be one of the worst flops Warner Brothers has seen, even oh, more than Justice League. Sure. I could, uh, no, I mean because there's a lot of huge Harry Potter fans and Johnny Depp fans that are going to come out to see this. I mean, probably won't get as much money as they think it will, but I don't, I don't see it being a flop. Yeah, no way. I think what we'll, we might see happen is, I don't think they're going to kill his character. Like, they won't kill the character off. But if anything, maybe they'll do, kind of like how he stole Colin Farrell's face. Maybe they'll have it where he gets another face in the movie. Or maybe he'll goes back to Colin Farrell. Because when he went from Colin Farrell to albino Johnny Depp, that was like, no one cared about that. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we got to talk about this. We can talk about Johnny. We can talk about Johnny Depp for hours. Well, speak... <laughs> Speaking of Johnny Depp, though, did y'all see all those funny tweets about people wanted Jason Momoa to kick Johnny Depp's ass? If Amber heard, that would have been hysterical. One <laughs> and two, that kind of and that kind of segues us into the next topic: that incredible, beautiful, awesome Aquaman trailer. What a trailer! Honestly, what a trailer on that one. What do y'all think? See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a differ from you a little bit. It's it it was beautiful. James Wan did a beautiful job. That trench scene looks incredible. I thought. The trailer was a little bit paint-by-numbers, um, especially coming off the heels of the Shazam trailer. I know we'll talk about that later, but that one really got me on a high, and then they released the Aquaman trailer, and it brought me down a little bit. I just think it seems a little... The story seems a little generic, and obviously it's the first trailer, but I also got to keep in mind, the movie only comes out five months from now, so I don't know how much more material we're going to get between now and then, so I just got to, you know, see where it goes. The only real issue I had with that trailer was I thought the shot of him in the aquarium as a kid was so bad looking. Like, yeah, the visuals I obviously agree. were not yeah. done. But I mean, they have five months. I'm not super worried because like some of the other visuals and like a lot of the Atlantis shots and a lot of the pretty much anything in Atlantis looked awesome. I think. Yeah, I agree with you on that. The the visuals for Atlantis that looked really great. I'm excited to see how that comes together. I I think like I agree with you. The the aquarium shot was meh. I think that's because. Uh, it's not all done being edited and everything. Like, they showed the, what was it, the second, like, exclusive trailer at the panel. I And they, people said a lot of that was unfinished. So I feel like they just stuck the aquarium scene in just because. So it falls into that same boat of they're not done editing it yet. So I'm hoping that looks can better we, when the movie comes out. And can we talk Can we talk about how good Black Mana looks? He looked how, incredible. Oh, yeah. He Perfect. looks sick. They brought... I, 
cannot believe how well Black Man is one of my favorite villains. He's I think he's one of the really underrated villains. He's one of those that like a lot of people don't know about him, but once you find out about him, you love him. Like he's just such a cool villain. Mm-hmm. And Yaya looks like he's gonna do an awesome job. And that suit he looks like a walking tank. Oh yeah, the suit looks amazing. The character is gonna be awesome to see on scene. Up against Jason Moe's Aquaman. And I'm excited for Orm. Uh I was Patrick Wilson's an amazing actor, and when he gave his little speech in the trailer, it sounded exactly like like the Orm we've seen in the animated movie, just the way he talks and presents himself. So I thought it was a really cool touch. Like I didn't even recognize Patrick Wilson's voice even. Like he's doing a really cool voice for this, a very regal voice. I liked it a lot. And I, I love the cast of the movie. I don't know if you guys were watching Conan at Comic-Con, but they had them on like the last night, the cast of Aquaman. And they all just seem like to enjoy being around each other so much. And I feel like that's going to like translate onto screen, which is always great to see in a movie. Uh, and Jason just Jason just oozes charisma. Oh, yeah. He seems like the nice one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, and I feel like he brings a cast together. I feel like Jason's kind of the glue to that. Honestly, like, he seems to bring the cast together. Always seems to be a positive guy, and just this. It feels like this set was awesome to be on because everybody seems to really be working well together and to be excited for what they're putting out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably agree with Jackson. I wasn't blown away by the trailer, but that being said, I mean. It's James Wan, and I have a lot of faith in him. He seems like he's really making a movie that he wants to make, and you know, I, I can't doubt a guy like that. Also, what was the deal with Aquaman jumping into like the sand dunes at the end? That was just kind of weird to me. I'm thinking Mara's going to have like a water bottle on her, and she's going to let the water out, and somehow that's going to carry it down. Carry it, down. <laughs> it just felt like so like random. Like the, the trailer was like, okay, that was a pretty good trailer, and then they showed that. I was like, what? What just happened? Yeah, I agree with that. The tag was a little off for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the joke was fine. I mean, Jason Momoa, he, he's doing exactly what he did in Justice League and exactly what he does in all the other roles, and it works perfectly. He is Aquaman. He's the Aquaman that I want to see. But uh, the, the tag was a little weird. But, I mean, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the other trailer that we got from the DC panel, which honestly was my favorite trailer of all of Comic-Con, Shazam. Say the word. Oh, I was That was honestly my favorite trailer we got. And I feel like they should have... I, I know they were planning on Aquaman trailer being like the oh my god moment, but I feel like the Shazam trailer just blew it out of the water. And that really was like what everyone loved to see. What, how did you guys feel about a, it? It was a sneaky win. You know, they, uh, we weren't sure we were getting a trailer. We might get some footage, but they were ready to go with it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the VFX, the VFX for Shazam aren't the same as Aquaman. It's a completely different, yeah. you know, a completely different production going on. But man, what what a trailer. Uh, 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 Zachary Levi looks incredible in the role. It looked funny. It looked fun. It looked, it looked everything that we've wanted to see in in a superhero movie like this. You know, something different, something new, some a new vibe. So, mm. I'm really excited for it. It really got me hyped for the movie. Can we talk about how perfect uh, "Humble" was for a song choice? I don't know. That that was a cool song choice. I think for the trailer. I don't know. That was one of my favorite parts of that trailer. And then the shot where he's walking in the snow and he's just Shazam was perfectly ripped off a comic book i swear like it just it looked so cool and they're i think they're really pulling this one off yeah i'm pumped for this movie uh, even more than i thought it would be i've never been a huge fan of shazam in the comics but i mean i don't want to compare it to marvel but it looks a lot like spider-man homecoming it's just a a smaller fresher take on that universe you know i really like how it's connected because you see posters on the wall and you see uh freddie freeman's shirts he like the they know all the superheroes, but then like one of these kids gets to be a superhero and like join the big leagues, and I just love that type of story. And seeing a kid get superpowers that that's one of my favorite like 
that's one of my favorite stories in comics and movies. Yeah, I love the vibe of the movie. That I feel like it's the it's like you said it's it's different from the other movies we've seen so far in the DC universe. It's like we've seen the the billionaire Playboy Batman. We've seen the uh, last of his race Superman. And we've seen the Amazonian princess with Wonder Woman. But like Shazam's different. He's just this foster kid that gets superpowers one day. And I think that it and it really what I'm really excited to see is that it's going to bring out that optimism in the DC universe we haven't seen before. It's going to be like the start of this new, like, phase in the DC Universe. Oh, speaking, of that, speaking of which, DC Universe, what do you guys think of, like, the new name for it? The Worlds of DC? Cause it's never... It's kind of a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, I feel yeah, like in articles, I'm not going to want to write, like, the World of DC and as an article. Like, it's just kind of a mouthful. I mean, it feels like an amusement park, not a cinematic <laughs> universe. <laughs> But yeah, I wonder if they named it that so they could easily market now even the Joker movie in the world of DC. It's just in a different world. I, don't I, think, know. I, think, I think I think that's definitely possible. Yeah. You know, with the new the new guard coming into Warner, I think it's you gotta you gotta stand out. And if they're gonna do these movies that are completely separate from each other, you have to have a brand that's gonna work because it's not a cinematic universe if that's what they're doing. So it's got to be different. The name is a mouthful. I agree. Um, if I was them, I would have leaned into the DCU name maybe you know two years ago, three years ago. Just kind of let it happen. I like. I agree with you guys. The word, the name is a mouthful, but it also kind of makes sense with like what they want to do with the movies. Like with the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, everything's connected. It's all one cohesive universe. But the people at DC have said they want to keep the movies. They're together, but they're more focused on the, the solo aspect of the characters. They're in, they're each in their own worlds, so it makes yeah, sense. I don't disagree with you, Jacob. Yeah. But it's been five years. True. true. And. You know, this is the first time we're getting uh, you know an official name like this, so it's kind of hard for me to take it as seriously as an MCU that came right out of the gate yeah, saying this is our name, this is what we are. So uh, it's kind of you know they've had a lot to do, Jackson. They've been working. Doesn't on, lead for optimism, Jackson. They've been they've been busy. They've been working on like seventeen Harley Quinn movies. Come on, give them a break. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> name branding takes time. We're still working on the Batman. That's coming out what 20, 2030. Man of Steel two is twenty forty. Give them time. Give them time. Well, I think, I think DC is taking a really interesting approach to where they have the cinematic universe and they're going to interact with each other, but they're still focusing more on their own movies. It's almost like the argument, the continuity versus creativity. They're focusing more on creativity because even in the Wonder Woman panel, I think Patty mentioned that it's not a sequel to the first Wonder Woman. It's just a different movie. And it's like, that's a really weird way to take a cinematic universe. I, I think they're kind of going away from the cinematic universe. It's kind of loosely, very, very loosely connected almost. And I mean that, that's fine. I mean that's fine, but it th- they tried, and so like you still have those characters roaming around. So it's going to be hard for audiences to take this as a as a rebrand when they're not rebooting. They're just kind of moving forward. Like let's forget about Justice League when we all know it just happened. We all remember all those characters are still around, and they're they're just going to pick and choose the ones that worked and didn't work. So it's kind of I don't. It doesn't lead to optimism for me at least. As long as they keep giving us quality, I'm pretty happy. I mean, if the cinematic universe doesn't connect perfect, I mean, look at the Fox verse. As much as we talk bad about them, they've given us some pretty good movies, and they have no continuity whatsoever. So, I mean, I'm not really going to be against it just because there's no continuity. As long as you keep giving us good quality movies, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off what Jackson was saying. It's almost like phase two of the MCU. Like, after the Avengers, the in every single movie, you're just like, all right, why don't they call the Avengers? Why doesn't Iron Man call, or why doesn't Iron Man call Captain America or the Hulk? But they kind of fixed that problem in the phase three when they did a lot more uh, 
crossovers, which I, I like to see. Yeah, those little cameos you get, like you see Captain America pop up in like a little PSA for Spider-Man. I was like that. Right, and we speak to that, but we, you know, we hear Superman might show up in Shazam, which would, would be incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, that sounds like a great story beat with where these, you know, the children are look up to a superhero like Superman. Having him appear would be awesome. It's just, it's just so hard to like wrap my head around what exactly is going on when they market it in the way that's like, yeah, Aquaman does take place after Justice League, but don't even think about Justice League. You know, we're not going to mention Justice League like it didn't happen. But I'm like, I it did happen. I just watched it. Like I watched it yesterday on HBO. Like it's there. Why'd you it t- happened. Why'd you it's do that? You watched it. Why'd you do that? Oh, yeah. Why'd you watch yeah. it yesterday? Was it bad? As bad as bad as it is, you know. I, you know, you got. You ever like see a train wreck and you can't turn away, <laughs> or a car accident you can't look away. You just kind of lean in and just like oh, you got to keep watching it. Yeah, great. I love a good dumpster <laughs> fire. Oof. No, that reminds me of a funny story. Well, I was I just took a trip to Canada, and on the way there, one of my friends, I went back to his seat. I was like. I was like, what are you watching? He goes, Justice League. I was like, what's wrong with you? He goes, well, I've already seen it, but I tried to make sure that I saw it right the first time. I was like, well, what do you think? He goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, I saw it right the first time. It's pretty bad. The only correct way to watch Justice League is just close your eyes, take out your headphones, and that's how you watch it. As, as, as bad as Justice League is, I do find some parts quite enjoyable. I really do. I, You could see a good movie in there, I think. You could, you could see it was Almost a good movie. So we need a new editor in chief. That's what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, there was aspects that was. I mean, Aquaman was awesome. Like we loved Aquaman for no, that. They, they were I moments. Was, they were I moments. Was fine. There was Superman. There, there were Superman moments that were. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Like, Superman was cool. Yeah, yeah. But it looked terrible. But like some of the moments were good, and I feel like the Flash was really good. Uh, I can't really think of anything else. I was really good. But I remember <laughs> exactly. I, I watched the Justice League the first time, and I I did enjoy aspects of it. And I I'll, I. Haven't watched it again, which is weird because like the animated series Justice League is what got me into all this, and I love the DC universe. And I've only watched Justice League like one and a half times, and or two and a half times, twice in theaters, once with my family, once with my friends, and half half of a watching on a plane. And I, just, I don't miss it. Like I've watched all the other movies all the time, and I'm like I, I just don't need to watch it. But I do like aspects of it. I will say, right, speak, I think speaking of, oh, go ahead, Caleb. I, I'm just gonna say I think Justice League is a very good airplane movie. It's like. I mean, while I'm here, I don't want to watch like a really good movie on this airplane, <laughs> and I wouldn't watch this normally. You know why not? That I think that perfectly describes Justice League. It's almost the same as like Thor: The Dark World. It's pretty accurate. I completely agree. That's that's exactly my thinking. It's it's a Thor: The Dark World. I'll watch it. I'm not gonna enjoy it, but it's on there. It's on. Okay, the the Dark World is a good movie though, at least. Okay, right. uh, Parker, are you, are you trying? We no. will. We will. Okay, speak. Speaking of speaking of uh, liking aspects of things, how about yeah? Uh, that, no, no, that no, tra- no. I'm gonna finish my statement before uh, <laughs> I get roasted. The Dark World is not a bad movie whatsoever. There's really good character moments, really good visuals, and all that. Um, I just think it's the weakest in the cinematic universe, so it's seen as just absolutely shitty. Or if it was more standalone, it's not that bad. We've had so many worse superhero movies. I think. All right, like we'll say it again. Anybody listening out there, we are hiring a new editor in chief. Yes, uh, hey, really, really. We'll literally, editor is forcibly being I'll just stepped fire down. Everybody in this room, real quick. Yeah, do it. Yep. Do it. You won't. <laughs> All right, Jackson. Please. Yes. Okay. Speaking of segue. liking aspects of things, we're going. We're going to need to talk about the Titans trailer that dropped during San Diego Comic Con. Now everyone will get their say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying, it looks awful. <laughs> and you know, with Jacob, what did you think? Oh God. Um. I. Okay. So. Let me get to all my points in this. I have a little, I have a PowerPoint presentation I'm going to walk through. Um, I didn't like it at all. 
I think that really sums up my, how I feel about it. I, I just, I feel like they were trying to make it, like, really, like, dude, we're gonna make the Teen Titans, but, like, super dark and edgy. It's like, if MTV and the CW had a baby, that's Titans trailer. It's, they, they, they made it too dark and gritty, and I feel like the, the F Batman line, that essentially summed up what they were trying to do, and it was just too much. How do you guys, Caleb, how do you feel about it? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say I hated it, but it just felt so generic to me. Like, it felt like just an average, you know, CW TV show, mm-hmm. like, people okay, have superpowers. Okay, stop the CW slander. Okay, we well, CW is fine, like but... <laughs> Jacob, watch yourself. <laughs> it just felt like, like, an average teen drama. Yeah, it just didn't feel like, like a DC property to me. Like, even, like, Arrow, like, nothing against Arrow, but, like, that's more... That's more gripping than this looked. I don't know. Yes, by think, a Barbara? mile. I don't even know what you're comparing the two. They're in completely different <laughs> spectrums. Jackson, I just, I, oh I, I just don't know how, how how hard is it to make Teen Titans. I feel like Teen not Titans is a really easy problem. It's not to get at all. all. Yet we're getting crap like Teen Titans Go. I heard the movie's good, but like the series is not. The movie I heard is good, but like you know, like it's just it's not good. And then we're getting this other side of the spectrum where it's just this over edgy. Feels like it's sponsored by Spencer's. Like <laughs> I don't know what's. It just doesn't seem like that hard of a property. Like you have it there, you have the budget, you have the cast. You don't have to do all this. You don't, I don't. I just don't know what they're doing with this. I mean, I was really excited for it because, like, I thought they were just gonna make a normal teen show. Which I mean, as stupid as that sounds, that's what we need. Like, look at Spider-Man: Homecoming. Like, that's the vibe you need for Teen Titans. Like, I don't mind dark aspects. But this, they they went as full as they could, and they obviously did it on purpose to like get a reaction out of us. That F Batman line, that was completely to get a reaction out of people, and mm-hmm. and it did, sure. But I don't think it got the reaction they wanted. I think they wanted, oh wow, look at them, they're going dark with this with this take on these look younger characters. When it, when everyone was like, oh, I don't that that was off, and then as the trailer continued, it got more off and more off and more off. And by the end, it was like I didn't like one thing about that except Robin's costume. But obviously, they threw the whole budget into that. Yeah, well, I, and, and just the the quality of the show it looks like a really, it looks like a fan made film. Yeah, it does. It's based does, off yeah. based off a of fan fiction. Like they like, they got really good cosplay and then shot it on their iPhones or something. <laughs> I don't know. And but wait, before anybody in the comments tells us the Teen Titans have been dark before, I completely understand the Teen Titans have been dark before. That's the thing. Look, look at the original animated series. They were super hopeful, super happy, but it got really dark. I was rewatching some scenes. It gets really really dark. That's a good, great tone. You can do that. Look at a movie like Spider-Man Homecoming. There's some dark scenes in that. When he's trapped under the rubble, that's extremely dark. But, you know, you can you can do both. So, but I just don't want anybody in our mentions going, oh, they've been dark before and showing us, like, six panels where they've been dark. Because we know that, but we want a little bit of mixture of both. I think we can all agree. Yeah. What I, I did like one part of the, the F Batman line was, like, as I saw that scene, I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be so many good memes after this. And you like, I mean, I turned off the trailer. I went to look on Twitter. I was like, memes, memes. It was amazing. I love the part. It's like, I am, I'm very excited for the hot topic line of Teen Titans Go clothing. <laughs> I think that's going to be great. Um, and what I, my, one of my problems with it is, like, during the trailer, they show, like, the one scene with Beast Boy. And the, they have him green. But then with, like, Starfire, they don't make her orange. It's like, they were like, did they flip a coin and say, okay, one of these characters, 
were going to make look like they were in the comic I think, book. I think the she glows, glows orange when she's using her powers, at least from yeah, the one Yeah, they had, they my had the, issue, party, they had the party yeah, city wig. Yeah, my orange, issue with her is like her else. costume is atrocious. Nothing, yeah. like, the actress, I've seen the actress in a couple of things. She's really yeah, good. She's, oh and my I think God, she could do an incredible job. I, I have no problem with it. I have no problem with anything about it. But the costume is horrible. And I, the same with Raven. Like, she doesn't look good. Beast Boy is generic. It looks just generic. And maybe we'll get costumes later on. But we've gotten official looks at Hawk and Dove, and they both look awesome, too. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to see much of them in the trailer. But so wh- why is it that they're hiding, if they are, these other costumes? And if those are the ones they're using that we see throughout like the, the season, I am not going to be happy because it does not look good at all. I will give it a benefit of the doubt because like, I heard that the scenes that they show them in the trailer, they're just from the pilot episode. So I'm hoping they get their costumes later down the line. But I, it doesn't make any sense not to show us what their costumes look like. Don't you want us to get hype about the movie? The the TV show, don't you want us to be like, oh my god, this is going to be great. But it's like, no, they're like, look at this. Like We we bought this at the dollar store. How cool does that look, guys? Like, bi- like and, build it up. And, and they're betting the success of their streaming service on this show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. with what you should have shown us first to make us want to go out and spend this money on the streaming service, this was not a good trailer for that. Another another point. I'm excited to see how edgy they make Jason Todd because like look that's how edgy they make. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't imagine what do they go jo- to. Oh God, that's gonna be amazing. Like just imagine if they put Damian Wayne on the show. Oh, like God. I think I think oh, I think I brought it's it up be... in one of the chats. I don't know how they're going to you know take on the Dick Grayson versus Jason Todd like conversation. You know because in the comic books you know him Batman and and Jason Batman and Dick are at odds because of you know their their the way their philosophies about the way that things go. If that's what Robin is doing on a day-to-day basis, what you know, what grounds does he have to call out Jason on things? Yeah, I I did see um, the uh, Mister Sunday Movies podcast, uh, the Weekly Planet. One of them was talking about they think that that scene where he's just like basically murdering all those thugs and says "f Batman." It's he thinks that's like a dream sequence or like what Dick Grayson either like hopes like or like what he like wishes he could do but he knows he can't or like what he fears could happen like worst case scenario no they i mean they didn't give any vibe of that from the trailer and they probably wouldn't put that in the trailer but that's just a theory someone actually contacted their warner brother reps and like a talk to act about that sequence he didn't kill anyone apparently so when he stepped on that guy's face all he did was break his jaw which he's done in the comics before so it's like whatever he broke jaw oh yeah just and, just like batman didn't kill anyone in batman v super oh yeah he didn't kill anyone no, but the way they he's, shot it the way they shot it was to get a reaction out of people it's yeah, obvious yeah. he stabbed the dude in the even if he was in the collarbone like the one tweet said yeah. he stepped on the dude's jaw whatever he didn't kill him it was shot in a way to like get a visceral reaction out of the audience about how violent this Robin will go to do whatever he is, whatever he's doing with his vigilantism. So I'm just like I'm just saying they did it on purpose. Like they, they, I don't know why you're trying to cop out. Imagine if they make Jason Todd like the fun Robin. He's like, oh, guys, let's chill a little bit. Let's talk to, let's talk the bad that guys would turn out the world of this. upside down. I'd, that'd be the funniest thing ever. He's still a little kid. <laughs> as as one of the biggest Jason Todd fans I know, I would be done with the show honestly i'd cancel the streaming service if they do that like it's i i don't know i mean i'm still gonna give it the benefit of the doubt like i usually do we've only seen one trailer and if it was off in the pilot things can change and jeff johns is attached and he usually does pretty good quality and all the news we heard about the show beforehand was so good so i'm hoping it just it transfers over well and uh, you, you know I've what i'm wrong i've been wrong before so you, you know what i'm really nervous about is beast boy he was always my favorite character in the original show, and I feel like with a TV budget, you're not going to be able to 
you know, see the full extent of his powers. And even when you do, I just, there's no way you're going to make a lot of those look convincingly good. He looks, look how bad Raven looked. And then imagine like an elephant, like yeah. a green elephant. But I do think Ryan Potter is going to be a really good beast boy when he's not an animal. I feel like he's going to, I think he's probably going to be one of the best. I think we're going to leave saying he was like the best character, honestly, because I think he, his personality fits really well. With I think boy. they have an incredible cast. I think the cast is yeah. like I, these, I've seen most of these people in other things and they're good. You know, the, that's not the issue at all. But this production value, there is something off with it, at least with the pilot. But but uh, like that, that gives as much as anything else, because the pilot has a bigger budget than most of the series usually because they're trying to get it off the ground. So it's hard to say, like, what is going on here? Like, is this really what we're going to be getting? What it honestly looks like, it, what's going on right now, it looks like what well, it'd be the same thing if Disney started their streaming service by announcing a new TV show and it was the Inhumans. Like it looks like <laughs> it really That's does. Funny. It looks like DC's Inhumans. Like, <laughs> just the quality of the costumes, the quality, even the the cinematography and the frames look cheap. Like the way they frame the shots, it looks cheap. Like it just, it, I know it's not really. A, yeah, I mean, like even Arrow for what Arrow is. I mean, I love three of the seasons of Arrow. So I'm down, Jackson. It makes Arrow look I'm good. I'm going to I mean, be doing the Arrow podcast solo next week. Uh, It'll be an Arrow down, after Jackson? show. I'm just saying. I don't need all this. Slander. Oh, my gosh. It's, hey, it's season one, good. two, and five are really good. I haven't watched six. Six is, and three six and four is serviceable. Jackson, really? Jackson. I'll, I'm going to check six out. It's closer, to, it's closer to one than, than three, so you'll be fine. I, I just want to say this quickly became a Titans roast. So yeah, all right, all right, all right. I think I, we've talked. Why, why don't we talk about something positive from the We've talked way too much about Titans than I think we were planning on. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna give this over to Jackson because they did release a Flash and Arrow trailer for the next seasons. Uh, he's the most, as you can tell, he's the most uh, passionate about Arrow. Uh, so I'll, I'll give Jackson, you a, I'll give you, you a give quick I'll those. give you a quick rundown here. Uh, Arrow looked very good. Uh, Flash looked okay. Uh, Legends looked okay. Um, that was about it. I mean, it was a two-minute clip. I mean, Arrow was... I don't need to go through each season for you individually. Last season of Flash was not great. Uh, Arrow was all right. Legends was actually very, very good. I don't watch Supergirl, so you're not going to get you know much out of me. But uh, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Flash can bounce back and Arrow can you know keep the momentum going off the last two seasons. There's the we did ten minutes on Titans and thirty seconds on the CW. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Un- unfortunately, the next two topics we have are not positive. I know y'all mentioned you want to get into a positive topic, but uh, our next topic is probably the most shocking news to ever come out of the MCU. I would say um, James Gunn's fired off of Guardians Three. Uh, so some tweets came out uh, from seven to ten years ago that were. Just some of the tweets were honestly disgusting. As a huge, I was a huge James Gunn fan. He was my biggest inspiration as an inspiring director. Uh, Guardians 2 is top three MCU for me. So it's, it was a lot. I thought it was pretty tough just as a big fan of him. And some of the tweets were pretty disgusting. I mean, he was a different person back then, and I can believe somebody can change. But it's just it, what he said. Some of the stuff he said wasn't okay. And there's really not anything around that, but it was a long time ago, so I really don't even know what to think. I don't have really a super opinion on that myself just yet, just because it's a really t- it's a really weird topic because we're hearing all this stuff about him currently, what he is as a person now, and how all of his cast and crew just loves being around him, and the, all the cast of Guardians has come to support him. Um, they've all sent out tweets, Facebook posts. A lot of people in Hollywood even have come out and support him. Other Disney people, I know the guy who voiced one of the Hercules characters. 
he said stop using my character i've said bad stuff too so it's a, it's a mess like i think this is probably one of the biggest things the mcu's ever had to deal with when it comes to like issues because i know guardians 3 was going to be a big setup for the future of the marvel cosmic side of the universe and if james gunn is attached they can't use his script and they were going to use his script to open up the cosmic side and he was going to be the boss of the cosmic side so i don't i don't know how this is a big hit against marvel and the cinematic universe mm-hmm, definitely i wasn't really in town when all this went down i actually had just gone on my plane back from canada and I, there was the first time I had my phone in 10 days, and I wrote in the chat, I was like, yo, what's up, guys? I'm back, so what's the news? And there's just crickets. Everyone was like, uh, someone's got to tell them. It's like, dude, James Gunn got fired. I was like, are you joking? Like, it was, like, devastating. I love the first two Guardians of the Galaxies. I mean, after, like, going over all the news and all the tweets that he said, I'm, I don't disagree with Disney's decision, but it did feel, like, very reactionary. I think they should have investigated a little more uh, you know, sat down and talked to him instead of just immediately jumping the gun, pun intended, and firing him. What do you guys think about that? Well, the fact that he already had to apologize for the tweets once, that shows something. And then why didn't he, I just, I'm just dumbfounded why he didn't delete them in the first place. Like, why would you apologize for tweets and not delete them in the first place? My, my issue here, I have, I have a huge issue with this and it's not, I'm not defending his tweets. They're horrible. It was atrocious. But Disney knew about this. They've known for years. They knew when they hired him. He apologized back when uh, when he was you know in in uh, in talks for the first Guardians. This doing this it gives such a bad look to people who like maybe are looking to work with Disney on something where it's like they knew about something you had done and the fact that just because it had resurfaced and people now see it, you have to, you know, you take action. It it doesn't set a good precedence for other people and other filmmakers and anyone that works with Disney. It's a very difficult situation, but I think it was the wrong move. That's, I mean, that's just my take. My take on it is, here's my, here's my take on it. All the tweets, oh my God, they were disgusting. They were terrible. No one should ever say those things. But Disney's reaction to them was not great. Like, like, Caleb said they jumped the gun. That's the title of the podcast for this week. It has to be. Um, but the problem with it is if you're punishing someone for something they did in the past and they've apologized for, what's the point of ever trying to change what you've done and become a better person? I don't want to be the one to tell Disney, but do they know what Robert that Robert Downey Jr. used to do drugs? I don't know. That might be really bad. Um, I would say I, that's, that, that's kind of two different things, though. I would definitely yeah, yeah, too. It's like, but I, like the, po- the point is, I, I love Robert Downey Jr. He's my favorite actor of all time. But the point is, he did something wrong, and he changed. And people yeah, love it, him. It, He's I, a better I person. Like it's, a, it's a comparable situation because yeah. they brought him on not too long after those those situations had occurred. Exactly. And he'd apologized, and he'd done, you know, he went to prison at one point. Like, it, it happened. Yeah, but what's he the, moved what's, on and changed. So what? Wh- why aren't we allowed to change a yeah. decade later? It's it's you know it's it's not it's not fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the point of ever trying to become a better person? Like, there've been people at Disney. They've done bad things before, but they didn't get fired. They they still Johnny they Depp is, or Johnny Depp did how many Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Even last year, exactly. Like and there was videos of him. Yes, like, like, exactly. It's horrible, terrible. horrible things that obviously he like that much hasn't even come out of. Like maybe he apologized. I don't know too much deep into the situation, but like he he did awful, awful things on tape. We know about it. You know there was there were issues with all that with Amber Heard. It's it's so like mind boggling that like, this this is how they decided to react to this. Mm-hmm. 
And it's also, it. y'all made a great point. Like, as a society, I think we need to learn that you can become a better person. And I think he should have been held accountable for what he posted 100%. Um, I, it's not my job to make those decisions, so I really don't know. That's why I'm still kind of – it's hard to grasp an opinion on this. Like, it's hard to go to either side because it just it's a really tender topic. Um, but, yeah, I don't – what do y'all think Like besides that? Well, someone brought up a good point on YouTube. I think it was the ATZ show. He said it's kind of paradoxical because the Guardians of the Galaxy, the characters, they're all like they're awful people at the beginning of the first one. They're all criminals. They're all, you know, they've all done bad things. But like by the end of the first one, especially into the second one, like they've all redeemed themselves and they're becoming better people. Like they're not perfect, but that's just the way life is. And it's kind of you can compare it to James Gunn. Like I mean, he's done really bad things, and we've all we've all read what he did and said, and it's just not great but like there's got to be room for development and by them doing this it's kind of closing the door on like young people like me that want to go into this industry and it kind of scares people like me away from like even using social media because anything we can say is going to be brought back 10 years down the line and it's like what's the point even getting in this business if they're just going to dig up something that i said 10 years ago 15 years ago i mean I don't know. That's just my take on it. And I, I also think people need to realize everybody makes mistakes. Everybody posts something stupid in their life at least once. Mm-hmm, um, sure. That's a big thing I've noticed. Uh, Guardians 3 is going to take a huge hit. I don't know what they're going to do with that. And it's just... it's. Oh, I also want to point out, there's a lot of fake stuff going around about James Gunn now, too. There's a lot of miscommunications that people are posting. They're saying he linked child pornography when that simply wasn't it. He made the joke, but if you click on the YouTube link, it was like, basically he was rickrolling, which is not funny to rickroll with that, but people are saying he actually shared child pornography. That's different. You know, no, that makes not, sense. It's not funny. It's just, None of it's funny, but no, 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 like, think, think about where we were 10 years ago. I mean, most of us were, were younger, but like as a society, like what was funny, what we, you know, I, me in middle school, I said some horrible things to people. Like it, 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 we were completely different. And, but like, as you grow up, you learn that things are wrong. You shouldn't do these things, but at, like, it, it's been uh, like day and night over the last like decade. So it's so, it's so hard to like, think about you know and yeah 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 go ahead and social social media was weird back then people pull up old celebrity tweets all the time they're just they're weird they're just mm-hmm. it was such a different time to be around and the number one meme one of those years was pedo bear it was just, it was a different it was a different environment on social media and james gunn was a different person he was a very edgy and he wasn't nearly as director, big as he was. Like, yeah, have so. you seen have yeah. you seen Super? Super is is incredibly yeah. dark and and has some horrible crash jokes in it. It's but that's who he was as a filmmaker back then. But he has grown. That's literally the allegory he put into the Guardians movies. And then if you, you change what what, what, I, what, what I find bad what I find bad about it is like they take what he said like those years ago. Like you you were saying, Parker, everything was edgy back then, and they put in like the frame of reference of today, where you can't make any kind of joke and it's not taken serious and it's not taken bad. But it's like it's it's wrong to do that. It's like back then, oh my god, everyone made well not no one no one made pedophile jokes, but they were they were super edgy edgy jokes. But now it's like, if you make an edgy joke, oh my god, you're crucified. You can't do anything. I just feel like that's wrong to put that onto him. It's Honestly, it's a lot of pressure, and I feel like we're going to hear a lot more about it in the next coming weeks. Um, obviously, something else is going to have to be done because there's a lot of drama going out. Um, I think there's rumors that some of the cast members are even discussing maybe holding out, um, going on strike. So... It's going to be an interesting time for Marvel. Uh, James Gunn, I think, is still officially attached as an EP on Avengers 4, unless they've changed that. 
because he did do a lot for Avengers 4. So it's going to be a really interesting time, and I think we can all agree it's hard to pick a side on this. There's definitely wrongdoings on both sides, and I just want to hear more information before we get this because Disney could have known something we didn't know that was happening privately, and there's just there's a lot of variables something like this. So to end up the podcast, we're going to just all say, like, uh, we lost a big person in nerd culture this week uh, with John Schnepp. Uh, may you rest in peace. You were a really good icon for all of us, especially as a younger kid. I remember listening to his videos when I was eight years old, and now I'm doing videos like him. And I've talked to him a few, quite a few times, and was nothing, nothing but positive things to say about the man. It was really hard losing him. Um, a lot of my friends over at Collider, I know that was really tough on them. So I think we should all say a good rest in peace and... He deserves it. He also has a GoFundMe for his for the medical bills. His uh his uh, partner Holly Payne, I think is her name. Uh, they have a GoFundMe. So if you want to go check that out, you can find it. Uh, I think Collider has it up and a lot of other places. And and we'll let's throw that in the link too in uh, the description. Yeah, we'll take we've care been, of that. We, we've been throwing it, and it's all over our site. We've been throwing in a lot of the articles just to try to help because he was a great icon for people like us, younger people who are big into the movie culture and the movie journalism. And he was one of the good ones. He definitely was one of the ones you could look up to. Sad to see him go. Um, hate to end the top, the podcast on a topic like this this week, but we're going to call it a show. Um, again, you can follow me at Parker from SBM and then talk to all these great guys too. Y'all want to say bye? Yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at Jackson Hey 67 uh, If you got any questions, we'll probably do a Q&A on the podcast next week with, with less topics to talk about. So shoot them our way. Oh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Huge thanks. Sorry we had to end it on a bit of a sad note, but let us know in the comments of wherever you're listening to this. Uh, let us know your favorite trailer from San Diego Comic-Con, what you thought about Titan, Shazam, Aquaman, all of that. You can follow me, as always, at CalebSod20, and leave me questions on there or on our main Twitter page, at SuperBroMovies. Like everyone else said, uh, tweet at us, Instagram us, Snapchat us, but not a Snapchat. Uh, just uh, let us know what you liked from San Diego Comic-Con. And what do you want to talk about on the podcast next? Uh, you can reach me at JacobCamp13. Parker, do you want to close it? Bye. Bye. See ya. Have a great day. Catch you later. Not for See a while. Crocodile. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> um, are we, are wait, we done recording? I mean, Parker, do you want to like say like one more like, all right, see you next week. Is he dead? All right, Jackson, just say see you next week. He's dead. Oh, yeah, Jack. Yeah, do you want to Here, I'll, I'll finish up. I'll finish up. Caleb, just remember to edit all this out. All right, shh. Are you there? All right, Jacob, Jacob. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, reach me at JacobCamp13, and uh, see you later, guys. There we go. That's the end of the podcast.